and we're sitting there and then Bernsey walks in and Nux grabs my leg and goes, <laughs> do not leave kid. You do not leave. <laughs> so he goes, buy him a beer, uh, go over, say hello, and then walk out. So I did that. I thought everything was going to be cool. The next day I get called into the office. He's like, kid, um, you know, we're, uh, what are you doing anyway? You're not even in the lineup and you're out there. And I get the first person I walk into a bar and I see you. And he goes, uh, we're sending you down to Fredericton. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down and I never stayed down. And I was vicious and I was malicious and I don't care. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Raw Knuckles podcast. Uh, awesome guest today, a guy I played with for a very short time uh, in my last uh, season in the NHL, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, John LeClaire, welcome to the show, Johnny. Good to see you, pal. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, really looking forward to this. You know, Nux, it was short, but it was sure sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, say hi to my friend, uh, Tim Stapleton, Stapes, uh, former NHL. I uh, played a bit in uh, Winnipeg and Toronto, Atlanta, and then over in Russia with the great Mike Keenan. Oh, boy. Welcome, oh, yeah. John. Thanks for coming on. No, good to see you again, Tim. All right. All right, we'll get at it, Johnny. Listen, I want to go back to Vermont, the, the early days. And uh, growing up in St. Albans, small town, uh, really hockey was big at UVM, but really in the neighborhood, there wasn't a whole lot going on hockey-wise. How did you get drawn to the game of hockey as a young kid? Well, I mean, hockey was popular in my town. It just, we weren't on the map like Minnesota, Michigan, or, or Massachusetts as far as that age group. And, you know, that was considered where hockey players came from in the States. Uh, but it was popular. Uh, it was something like the older kids did, so I wanted to do it. Um, and it's just something that uh, I just, once I once I played and I got a taste of it, I couldn't get enough. Um, you know, hockey was one of those things that uh, I just loved to do. Uh, any free time I had, uh, that's what I was doing. And uh, I was fortunate. I mean, uh, there were some pretty good players in my town, too, that I got to play with. Uh, and I think they pushed me and, you know, helped me uh, progress as I, I went along. Now, you're a rather large individual, um, six foot three, 225. Um, and when I think back to growing up as a kid, I was small growing up. Were you always one of the biggest kids like Pee Wee, Bantam, stuff like that? Yeah, I was on the bigger side. I don't know if I was the biggest kid, but I was on the bigger side for sure. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, when I was younger, I, I was not the biggest kid, but I was on the bigger side. Yeah, yeah okay. That and, helped. And, and it certainly helped you. Now, in your younger years, did you put up numbers like you did in the NHL? Uh, no, I I put up better numbers than I did in the NHL. Um, I think that's what you do when you play in youth hockey and um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. I, like I said, we, I had some pretty good players I played with growing up and, uh, we had some pretty good teams. Um, doesn't mean much, but it did at the time, you know, we won the state title as Wee squirts and Bantams. And, uh, we had a good group that, uh, that same group ended up winning the high school, uh, you know, state championship. So, um, like I said, I played with some pretty good players and, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to be successful. Were you drafted out of college? Like, is that when you got No, drafted? I got drafted out of high school. Out of high school. Um, okay. Yeah, 18. I, I was I was 17, theoretically. I was turned 18 in July. But, um, yeah, I got drafted by Montreal uh, that year when I was graduating. And was that, um, that was probably... I actually didn't go to the draft. No. <laughs> um, I was graduating from high school the next day. So uh, I stayed and watched the draft, got a phone call at home. Um, and uh, it was exciting. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't out there in the stands waiting for my name to get called. Like Nux was? For the 17th yeah. round or whatever? What was yeah, no one was left in the, in the building. Yeah. All the hot dogs the security were gone. kicked you out. All the beer and hot dogs were gone. And I was sitting there by myself with my dad. He's saying, when's this going to happen? No. John, don't feel bad. I was the same. I didn't go to the draft. And back in my day, you didn't go to the draft. It, was not, they, it wasn't the big show that it is today. But yeah. uh, anyway, you did get drafted 33rd overall by the Habs. Uh, but before we get there, you went to um, Bellows Free Academy. Was that your high school you went to? 
Yeah, yeah. Bellows they know it as BFA, but yeah, Bellows Free Academy. So you go to BFA, school. you spend the four years there. Now, were you recruited uh, like every co- college in the country, or did you have your mind made up, Vermont is it for me, UVM? No, I didn't really have my mind made up, but um, my junior year, things started to happen a little bit. Um, I played hockey night in Boston. I uh, got quite a bit of exposure there. And then um, I went to the Select 17 camp out in Colorado. Um, when I came back from there, I was getting letters from, you know, North Dakota, Michigan State, all over the place. Um, and I did, didn't feel like something I wanted to do would play out West. Uh, so I kind of eliminated that. And then I just, I looked around, um, I looked around different schools in the East here. Um, when it came to it, I didn't get the feel that I wanted to go to school in the city, like a BU or a Northeastern, that kind of thing. And you could have went, right? Um, you know, Any I got phone calls for him, but you know, I had a pretty good mentor back then. Red Gendron was my high school coach. I, I Red. Mean, I, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, a quality high school coach like that. And, uh, he really helped me through the process a lot. And, um, you know, just through conversations with him, uh, you know, we didn't want to waste anybody's time and stuff. And we were able to eliminate a lot of things like that. That's awesome. I, I coached with Red in New Jersey. Um, Husky Poirier. He always talked about Husky Poirier <laughs> and, uh, he was a funny bastard. God rest his soul, Red. Uh, yeah. He he was certainly a determined individual, no question about it. Good coach, uh, knew the game. So you, you you were drafted by the Habs. You do your four years at at um, uh, Vermont. Were you always a Habs fan growing up? Was it a Habs fan, Bruins fan? What was it? Nah, I mean – Vermont is a New England town. St. Albans is 50-50. I mean, I'm I'm a diehard uh, Red Sox fan. I grew up a Bruins fan. Um, you know, the Patriots. I don't follow the Celtics that close. I'm just not a basketball guy. But um, I'm New England, and uh, our town was New England. It was 50-50. We have a lot of French influence, so uh, it's probably 50-50. But um, it, it was tough because I had to watch. The only TV I got back then was watching Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday night. So I had to watch Montreal through their heydays, just yeah. bury the Bruins every night um, while I'm rooting for the Bruins. Well, I was exactly the same, right? And I get drafted by the Habs, and I'm like, I it, it was 78, I got drafted. I didn't come to camp right away, stayed in school one more year. And then, you know, we know what happened, 78, 79, too many men in the ice, Lafleur scores, and Lambert wins it in overtime, and it's history. That's all yeah. she wrote. And... I even though I was drafted by the Habs, I was still a Bees fan. Now you drafted thirty third overall. Um, your first training camp. What is that like for you, who didn't like the Habs like me? I hated them. <laughs> I come into training camp, yeah, and you get in the form and you see all those banners, and of course you come in also, and um, the greatness that is around you every day. Was that intimidating for you? It, it was. Uh, it was intimidating. It was surreal. It was just so many things. Uh, I actually didn't, uh, my first experience with Montreal wasn't training camp. Uh, after my last game, my senior year in college, uh, I signed and I came up and played the last 10 games of Montreal. Um, and when I signed, they were out playing Chicago and they were coming back the next day. So I was just like walking around the locker room by myself. And like, it was just, like I said, surreal. It was just amazing to be in that temple of hockey um, you know, I can remember walking out the bench and just looking up at the banners, like you said, uh, just the mystique of the whole forum. Um, it was intimidating, exciting. It, w- it was just everything that w- all at once. Um, and then you start overthinking things like, I hope I can do this and all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, it, the last 10 games really helped me because um, I got a chance to get in and get to know the guys and stuff like that. So the next year when training camp came around, um, you know, I, I treated like a rookie, went to the rookie camp, did everything, you know, go through and all that stuff. But it just helped having that, you know, already uh, introduction into everything before I got to training camp. But uh, the first time you lay eyes on that locker room, that forum, just the whole mystique of everything, it it was really overwhelming for me. What about on your, uh, as far as the city and your free time, do you like get the, you know, do you ever, you ever go to a place called Chez Paris? I, I don't know if I've ever been there. I, I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've ever been there. Uh, I got a great story with Nux, though. Uh, yeah, no, Nux, Nux has told me to ask you that. Did he? Well, yeah. yeah. Nux is, that's, that Come was on, really nice You're not supposed to Nux. rat me out, Tim, already. <laughs> well, I don't know what this place is. I don't even know if I pronounced it right. Nux is, 
Knox has joined our team at the end of the year and Burnsy's our coach. And uh, I mean, I was in and out of the lineup that year anyway, and uh, I wasn't dressed that night. And uh, we have a game and you do the things you go in there, you ride the bike, you watch the last two periods and, you know, guys have done congratulations, whatever. And Knox's like, Hey kid, come with me. Come on. We're going to go have a beer. And so uh, I go with Knox. We go, we go to Shea, get a beer and we're sitting there and then Burnsy walks in. And Nux grabs my leg. He goes, do not leave, kid. You do not leave. <laughs> so he goes, buy him a beer, uh, go over, say hello, and then walk out. So I did that. I thought everything was going to be cool. The next day I get called into the office. He's like, kid, um, you know, we're, uh, what are you doing anyway? You're not even in the lineup. And you're out there. And I get the first person I walk into a bar and I see you. And he goes, uh, we're sending you down to Fredericton. Um. I know Bernsey was trying to make it out like he's intimidating me. That's what it, cause I was scared to death of Bernsey at that time. I my rookie year. A lot um, of people but, were right. Yeah. But what was happening is uh, that was when we had that month strike in the NHL. So they were sending me down regardless cause they wanted me to play, which actually turned out to be one of the best things ever happened to me. I went down there. I was playing maybe five minutes a night in Montreal. I got to play 20 minutes down there. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun actually, but, um, yeah, it was it was one of those things that when I saw Burnsy, I almost crapped myself right there. <laughs> well, you played eight games down there. You had seven goals, seven fourteen points in eight games, which is awesome, right? And and it was only eight games, yeah. and uh, you know I think back to that. My thought process was: listen, I know Burnsy's a cop. I knew him. I love the guy, and I knew if he saw you get up and leave right away, he would have been like, "What a pussy that guy is!" Like no. You were hundred percent right. That, I mean, you know? that's how you should handle it. You don't run from anybody. I yeah. mean, you know, but, but I don't want to hit, sit there and spend the night with them either. <laughs> you know, I thought so, that uh, was a golden rule. I I'm like you though, John, whenever like you can go anywhere, but wherever the coach was at, you kind of, that's the place you don't go, you know? Right. So, but do you think it's fair that the coach can grab that place? as his place. I don't know. No, so. no, no. I, I mean, I, I also agree with Chris and his, but I just didn't have the balls to be like, <laughs> I was like trying to get out the back door too, but. Yeah, that's a great story. So Another yeah, side I, story. You know, I left it, by myself. Somebody else stayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Why not? I mean, I, that was my last hurrah, right? I'm coming back for the curtain call. That was it. And um, geez, when I think back of those days, and uh, and uh, God, I just great memories, like you said. But Johnny, so I'm on my way out. You're on your way in, and um. You know, your first two years, yeah, you know, 19 goals, 20, that first season, um, you know, 19 goals. No, sorry, eight goals, 11 assists. Um, and and then that Stanley Cup year, yeah. the 92-93, you had the 19 goals. And then in the playoffs, um, how, like, how surreal was that, you being on that team and what that team did? that year in the playoffs, all the overtime victories, the overtime goals you scored. Like that was incredible. It's like one of the most incredible playoff yeah, seasons I think ever was, it really was. I mean, obviously it's fresh in my memory. It's my only cup. And uh, it was just, I mean, it was a tremendous experience. And I mean, you know what it is when you go win a Stanley cup and you go far in the playoffs, like just the group becomes tighter and tighter, the farther you go. And um, you know, it is true. You win a cup with these guys and your brothers for life. I mean, it's, it, it's a bond that's, it's incredible. Um, you know, everybody talks about the overtime goals and stuff when they see me, but it, it truthfully, it was such a team effort. It, it didn't matter who was scoring. It really didn't. Um, you know, the, the one key that we had was, I mean, Patrick was in just in another atmosphere. Uh, there was nothing getting by him. Uh, he had the swagger going, winking at Sandstrom. I mean, he had it all going <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, as a team too, every individual had, they were all doing their part. You know, Carbo's line was shutting down every top line. Uh, you know, Vinny and Kirky were doing on the power play. Like we just, everything was working for us. Yeah, no question. When Patrick gets in that zone, forget about it. And and like coaching, Demers was coaching you guys at the time, right? Burnsy was gone, right. uh, got let go. And, and how was it playing for Jacques Demers? Here's a guy who come out with, you know, you know, couldn't read 
He'd come out. <laughs> no one knew that. And 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 yeah, like it was incredible that that guy was able to coach you guys. And was he more a motivator guy, not so much X's and O's? And how much were the assistant coaches involved in that? Yeah, I mean, when I think of Jacques, I don't think of an X and O strategy kind of guy. And, and that's kind of what it was. I, you know, my recollection, and I think it's pretty accurate, is that, you know, Charlie and, and Lappy were taking care of all that kind of stuff, the strategy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that why Jacques coached so long and was such a good coach is he was a great people person. He knew how to push people's buttons. He knew when to get on and lay off a guy. Uh, I think he was very good at, um, you know, maintaining that kind of uh, coherency in the locker room. Uh, he just, he did, he was a very good person how he could read people. And I think that's, I mean, obviously a skill he needed to survive, but, you know, when we find out later in life that, you know, the guy had other issues that made it, made it almost impossible to, to get along. I mean, if you think about it, his survival skills are just unbelievable. Really are. Yeah, it's an incredible story. How was how was the aftermath? Like, you know, Nux talks about like the parade and the town, and I mean, was it just nuts? I'm assuming that that town knows how to celebrate. There's no question <laughs> yeah. about it. You know, catching glimpse of Colorado in the parade, I was just like by far the best memory of the cup it's just it's incredible the parade the people that come out um and you know it's no secret montreal is a hockey town and and it lives up and and more to that reputation i mean they absolutely love their hockey and and when you win there's not a better place that i know of i gotta ask you about the kings though and 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 beating the kings in that series how big was that call by the coach uh on McSorley's stick i mean that turned it seemed like it turned everything around for you guys i mean it did i mean we ended up scoring a goal in the last minute and then eric desjardin gets his third of the night in overtime so um i don't think it was going to be an impossible hill for us to climb i mean i truly believe in that team you know obviously being down two nothing losing two at home is not a great situation for us um but I think we proved that we could win in LA too. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it would have been the end, um, but could have things turned differently? Absolutely. Um, that It was a big moment in that series. There's no question about it though. Yeah. When you go down to nothing and you lose two games at home, that's a big deal. And that certainly changed. It is but our mindset. And, and I mean, and just the confidence in that room and Patrick and everybody, um, you know, it wouldn't have been the end. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thrown the talent on us yet. I mean, like I said, it's not a great situation um, and things probably could have been different, but um, you know, I, I don't think we would have absolutely gotten beat if it didn't go our way, you know, that kind of thing. Did you bring the cup back home and are you the only one that's ever won a cup from your town? From my town? Yeah. I am the only one that won a cup <laughs> from my town. Uh, actually, well, Red didn't grow up in my town, but Red won a cup. But um, yeah, I took it back to St. Almond's. Uh, I had a day at uh, at the time, I had a golf, um, I had a golf charity. I have a charity in Vermont, and we had a golf tournament. And we brought it to that, and all our sponsors got to have um, some pictures and see the cup. Uh, and I had a party with some friends and stuff like that. And then the next day, um, I, I held like an open autograph session picture for the cup. We had almost probably I think five thousand people show up. Um, you know, people were coming all the way from Montreal to have their picture taken with the cup and that kind of stuff. Um, so it was nice. It was a long day, but it was nice that the the whole community got a chance to come out and, and see the cop and take a picture with it if they wanted to or, or whatever. So, yeah, it was fun. So that's awesome. You win a cup early in your career. I look at if I left school my last year, I would have been on that fourth of the four cups in a row the Habs won. Right. Um, and then I retire in 92 <laughs> and I missed that one with you guys. Now, if I never won one, I'd be freaking out of my mind <laughs> thinking oh, i should have left school earlier right. and the bastards didn't let me play one more year to win a cup but i yeah. did get one in the middle patrick was our goalie unbelievable rookie just incredible um show he put on no question about it all yeah. right so you play that yeah and who are your, your line mates uh in in montreal in, in 93 yeah not th- yeah i played year. with them um, i mean i played was with Vinny? um Vinny and I played with Vinny and Keener for the, the the beginning of the year, but the last half of the year in playoffs, uh, I ended up playing with um, Bellows and Muller, and yeah. uh, we had a pretty good line together. Like there was some chemistry there with uh, with Kirky and, and Brian, so uh, we're pretty good. 
All right. So uh, you win the cup. All's great in Montreal. And then all of a sudden, the trade happens. And um, God, when I, when I look at this, I look at this, I look at this, I scratch my head. Um, okay. You go with Desjardins and Gilbert Dion to Philadelphia for Mark Recchi and a third round that, that turned out to be Martin Hohenberger. Who the is Martin <laughs> Hohenberger, please. And well, you go, <laughs> first of all, why the trade? Was it anything to do with you or more to do with them really wanting wrecking? I think Montreal, the way I kind of recall it is Montreal, we're having trouble scoring. Um, you know, I was putting up, you know, 19 goals. It's good, but for, I was playing first line really with Kirk and Brian. I mean, that's not really first line stats they, they wanted more. They thought I had more, which obviously I did, I guess. Um, and so they wanted Rex and I mean, I was okay. Like I wasn't lighting it up. I wasn't on anybody's radar. Philly really wanted Eric. They needed a defenseman. That was the main, like, those were the main pieces in the, in the trade. They really were. You were um, throwing. I don't know if I was a throw-in or if <laughs> but, I was to just make it a little bit more even. Because, I mean, Rex, yeah. 100-point guy, Hall of Famer. You know, Eric Desjardins a Hall of Famer, too, by the way. He's not getting recognized, right. but he's a Hall of Famer. Um, so I think, you know, just to make it a little more even, I got put in with Gilbert. And, it, I mean, nobody could have predicted or seen what was going to happen. They really couldn't. But I got out just in time. I mean, the dominoes started falling after that, and it just got – goofy as all hell so i was i was kind of glad i ended up getting out to tell you the truth you think that goofiness uh came with the departure of surge survived i i think absolutely um you know surge was a very level-headed guy uh i thought he always made really good decisions uh never really got pressured into stuff by the press or what people are in his ear about um you know he's the one that constructed her stanley cup team um, and even the years before, you know, we were successful, you know, with him at the helm. Um, it was disappointing the way everything went down just because I was outsider, but I kind of knew and I was still talking with those guys. And like I said, they were, they were getting rid of everybody. They got rid of Kirk Schneids, um, you know, and then Patrick and, and my and Keener. That was like, that was the end. Yeah. It was insane. What, what happened? I couldn't believe it. And again, that's a general but not, manager. So let's, let's not kid ourselves. They put two guys in charge that weren't qualified. They weren't. They weren't. I mean, and that's, that's I'm what not. it amounted to. Reg didn't have a – Reg Arnold was a wonderful guy. Yeah. Uh, he worked great with, with Molson. He was really good. He's good at, you know, being a, um, a a host. He's really good at that. He's great with the history of the organization, but he, he just was way in over his head. And Mr. Corey made a huge mistake there, no question. And then Mario – uh, talk about emotion behind the bench. I mean, that was just like winding up the top. It's like overwinding it and then phew, letting it go. But yeah. again, so you go on to Philly and and um, how much of adjustment was it for you? You get traded during the season, right? And what, you play nine games with the Habs and then you end up going down there and you end up with 25 and 24. Did you play with Lindros and Renberg right away? Was the Legion of Doom born uh, right after that trade? I, I did. Um, when I got traded, we just got off uh, back-to-backs. And we came back from Ottawa that night. And I got a phone call in the morning. Jacques wanted me to come in. And I'm like, Jacques, it's early. <laughs> like, you know, what is it? Because there was rumors going all over. I kind of knew what the call was. Yeah. And he's like, you've been traded to Philly. Uh, Bob Clark's going to call you. Um, and then... So Clarkie called me and I said, you know, I was playing left wing and center at the time, a little of both. And I said, where do you see me playing left wing or center? He's like, I see you playing left wing with Eric. I'm like, all right, I'll be there as soon as I can. And uh, we played that night against Florida and uh, I played with Rennie and, and Eric that night. Uh, things didn't go well. I just, it was one of those, it was just, we lost four nothing. It was just a nothing game. You know, when just nothing goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then new we team, two, new yeah. everything. It's all, it messes you up a little. A little bit. We're just tired. Who knows? But um, so we had two days of practice and then Saturday we had an afternoon game in, uh, in Jersey and uh, we were together again and it just clicked right there. It just, it, it, we had a good game. We were dominant the whole game and it just kept building and building from there and uh, kind of what it was. And then you guys were so, together for like years, right? 
pretty much? We, it's, it seemed longer, but it wasn't that long. Uh, I think it was like two and a half years. And then they end up trading Rennie to um, Tampa for Chris Gratton, which, um, you know, didn't sit well. But, um, you know, not just with Eric and I. I mean, Rennie's a, I don't know if you guys ever met Michael Ramberg. No. Great, great guy. Um, just a real good teammate. Um, you know, one of those guys that you don't really want to lose. Uh, but anyway, Rennie up coming back later. Um, but uh, yeah, we we had a good, I think, two and a half, three year run though. And uh, I mean, it, it was fun getting on the ice with those two guys. Um, it's just, it gives you a, a level of confidence that you didn't know it was there. It really is. I mean, you when you got those two guys by your side, you, you feel real confident on the ice. So, Johnny, you know, my last year there in Montreal, would you remember we, the, the league? We went on strike, the players, right? Right. And just before the playoffs. And, you know, that was my last year. And uh, I get it. Uh, it had to be done. And things had to change as far as the players. They had to start to get more piece of the pie. When you left, um, what was your contract situation when you got to Philly? You have a year left? What was it, dude? I had a year left. Uh, no, I was had I had to sign that year. So I played 25 games or whatever, and, and I had a pretty good run. And uh, then we had to sign. And so, I mean, I, I don't fault Clark. He, like, you go from 19 to scoring 25 goals in 25 games. Like, what am I going to do here? Like, is it – so I think I ended up signing, like, a, a three-year deal that was, like, in between. Didn't hurt me. Didn't hurt him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it worked out. So you do that three year deal and you get 51, 50, 51. <laughs> and now yeah. the next contract, it didn't work out for me. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. It, it yeah. Didn't. No, and then the next contract, well, I will say one thing. They, um, I think after my second 50 Clark, he's like, um, you know, back then you could, um, renegotiate. renegotiate. Yep. So he's like, I'll bring you in. And then he, so they started to bring me in, and then they—that's when they got—that's when they signed Gratton. So it was three years of running. Then that's when they brought Gratton in, and uh, they gave. It was back when you had to like you know um, give an offer sheet. So yeah. I think they gave Chris like a thirty million dollars signing bonus kind of thing to like deter Tampa from matching or something like that. And um, you know, after Clark, he told me that uh, he was going to negotiate my deal, and then he's like, "Well, we don't have any money to pay," <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Well, yeah." You know, you just gave this kid a lottery ticket who hasn't scored anywhere close to what I'm doing. Um, so it didn't sit well, that's for sure. And I don't have to get into numbers, but yeah. did they end up being fair with you? And did you feel like, up, you, yeah. feel like ended, you got screwed? They ended up, I actually had to go. Um, I went over to Mr. Schneider's house and him and I sat down for an hour and just kind of talked. And then the next day, uh, you know, uh, I was signed. It was a fair deal for, for everybody. And uh, it worked out. But my whole thinking is that I don't want to get to that point. Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't something I wanted to do. I, I shouldn't have gotten to that point. Yeah, well, that's good. I, and I hear you, no question about it. So you signed that deal and away you go. Um, you had a couple of long playoff seasons there, right? In, in Philly, 96, 97, 19, right? Games yeah. you played. And then... 99 2018 games and then again at 203 and 04 another 18 games some good runs in the playoffs there never quite get over the hump no what um, do you think that was johnny i mean you you won that stanley cup in montreal you, you knew what it took you yeah. knew the feeling you had do you think why did why'd they come up short yeah there, there's three years that i thought we should have won the cup i think that that right? strike sort in season 95 I think we were we were better in Jersey. We lost them in the conference finals. Uh, Claude Lemieux scored a goal that shouldn't have gone in. And what happened in Game Five? They Happy. ended up winning Game Six. And um, you know, I thought I thought we could have won that year, and that that and that would have been a Stanley Cup just because when Jersey beat Detroit, they weren't ready, and I think we were more ready to win than Detroit was at that time, and we would have beat them. When we saw Detroit in '97, they were they were more than ready, and <laughs> they embarrassed right. us. They smoked us. Um, and then in 2001, Eric got hurt. Actually, we were up three to one on, um, on Jersey and we ended up losing in seven in the conference finals to them. They go on and beat Dallas. And then in 04, um, I thought we were a little better in Tampa. I just did. I thought Hitch had us playing better than Tampa, um, went to seven games. They won and they went on to beat Calgary. 
So we had three legitimate shots that I felt that got away from us that we could have won a cup. Um, when you look at it, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, is it goaltending? Is it defense? Is it not enough scoring? I mean, it, it, each game's different. You know, the, the overall picture, um, you win with goaltending defense. Um, ours was good. Was it good enough? I don't know. No, no, I'm just listening. I think, I, you know, I, I grew up a Detroit fan, sorry. And uh, I actually, being from Illinois, which I'm a, Nux calls me a traitor because I wasn't a Blackhawks <laughs> fan, but uh, yeah, I remember that 97 finals. And like you said, I just think, you know, at that time, Detroit went through their law, lo- you know, they lost a lot to get to that point. And right. that probably was just a, a point too, where you guys just ran into, you know, obviously they were good, but they were also a team that was, you know, took their losses. I feel like that's what it, it seems like you have to do nowadays. Our teams have to do like Colorado went through their losses and won, and then Tampa did it, but you know, Washington did it when they won the president's trophy, they lost and then they won the cup. So it was, um, yeah, I remember that series and, uh, Honestly, to me, 97 is not as disappointing as missing winning a cup as some of those other ones, just because we got beat by a very good team. So those Philly years were were good years, no doubt. Uh, That's certainly the meat of your career. And uh, you end up going to uh, Pittsburgh. What happened there? Uh, The last year in Philly, 03, 04, um, you know, not Jean LeClaire numbers of 95 and 96 but still pretty good numbers. And you end up in Pittsburgh. What happened there? I was making too much money. Um, you know, that was when we had, we missed that whole year. Uh, well, we had, we had that lockout that year. We missed that year, the yeah. lockout. So when we came back, there was a salary cap and I was, I was making too much money and uh, they need, it was their one free chance to get rid of salaries. Uh, so Tony Amonti and I, um, I knew it was coming. I mean, it's just, you could see the writing on the wall. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's business and no problem with it. So 05, 06, 06, 07, Mario still there? Mario came back and yeah. we put a pretty good team together, paper-wise. Was the kid there yet? Was the kid Sid there the kid's yet? first year. So you play with those two guys. How how I was did. that? That was that was pretty awesome. Um, Mario only played a little bit that year because he ended up getting sick again, unfortunately. And then he had to re-retire. But Mario was around. Uh, Mero's, he's a great guy. I uh, really, you know, a little bit, I got a chance to know him, uh, really impressed with him and really nice guy. Um, and then having a chance to see Sid, um, you know, play and practice with him and be around him. Uh, the kid is special. There's no question about it. Um, his drive, his determination. Um, there's nothing like it. Uh, very impressive kid. And you saw him, I mean, what was he 19? You know what I mean? Like he was 18. Yeah. Pretty I mean, mature yeah. though for an 18 year old too. Right. He, he was. Yeah. Um, I think he had a little bit of different experience growing up than you and I did <laughs> hockey wise. But um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, he, he he handled everything really well. You know, like these guys, like you know Lemieux, Gretzky, Eric, and Sid. They're like already, you know, you're the next chosen one or yeah. whatever they want to call them. Um, it's a lot of pressure for these guys, and they uh, they handle it well. He handled. It. Sid handled it really well, I thought. So there's a guy um, going to be in the Hall of Fame, Sid the Kid, okay? And then uh, certainly Mario's in there. Now, yeah. you talked about Eric being in there. And and listen, you put up some numbers here. 819 points in 967 games, okay? Now, if I'm basing this on another player who got in there, and I wonder... And listen, I don't want to take anything away from this guy, but if that guy is in the Hall of Fame, I don't see why you shouldn't be. And I say that with no disrespect for Cam Neely. He got 694 points in 726 games. How does Cam get in there and you uh, on the outside looking in? I mean, I, I see the arguments for both sides of that. I do. I mean, obviously, I would be more than honored if they I got that call. Um I truthfully don't have a problem with Cam at all being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you, when you played against Cam, you knew you were playing against him. The night before, you know, you're playing the Bruins, it's Cam Neely. Like, you're, like, worried about him. Like, he's on your radar. There's some guys that have gotten in lately that I don't know if they've been on anybody's radar ever. You know, they put up points. They've done this and stuff like that. But, it's you know, come on. You know, you're leaving yeah. out McGillney, you're leaving out Roenick, you're leaving out yeah. Flip Flurry. I mean, there's a boatload of guys that 
I mean, like I said, I don't have a vote. Everybody's got their own opinion and nobody's ever going to get it. It's not a science, you know, it's, it's not going to ever be a hundred percent. Um, but it, it leaves for a good debate. And I think yeah. there's been a couple of guys that I would have put those three in ahead of, uh, some of the guys in the last four or five years. Of yeah. You look at McGillney that, I mean, that's terrible. Roenick. And who was the other guy you said? Uh, Theo Flurry. Theo, yeah, yeah, and and, and let's and Pierre Turgeon. There, there's there's yeah. a pretty good list of guys that you know maybe that, that I think are pretty deserving. That's all. And then you know you get like this year, um, you know the Sundeans. I didn't see them play a ton out there in Vancouver, so I, it's not fair for me to judge. Um, yeah. But I just I look. I know playing against those other guys, and I played against them a little bit. Um, just I don't know. I don't know how they don't get in ahead of those guys first ballot. Makes makes me wonder. Yeah, it's frustrating. And for me, looking on the outside, and I say this, and yeah, I'm never going to be there. I get it. But I look at Pat Burns, and this is what pisses me off. A guy like Pat Burns, who's dying of cancer, they cannot get off their high horse, the people who vote, and put him in while he's still alive. And he dies, and they put him in the next year. Yeah. Eh, fuck you. I think that that is the chintziest shittiest thing that that group of guys picking has done. And I, I just, I look at Theo Fleury. Why is he not getting in? Cause he was a bad boy. He wasn't, you know, I, I don't, I, I hate that. And well, that's the other thing. Anyway, I mean, Eric Lindros, not a first ballot hall of famer. Yeah, please. You know, they made him wait three years. It's kind of yeah. petty, you know, that's, yeah. that's all. It is. Uh, well, I certainly believe that you belong there and i hope someday you get that knock on the door Who appreciate knows? it knocks you know yeah. but um no, no hey, like i said I, I can see both sides it was not long enough i didn't put up you know i think 500 and a thousand is kind of the benchmark they want now so missed it mm. let's look at if you were to go in the hall of fame haha okay what hat would you be wearing my friend <laughs> uh as great as Montreal was to me, I think most people remember me or, or know me as a flyer. So, I mean, that would probably have to be where I would lean. And you, li- you live outside that. of Philly, so you kind of stayed close? I do. When I when I got done playing, even when I went to Pitt, my uh, wife and kids stayed here in Philly. Kids were in school and stuff like that. And uh, we were done. We had a lot of friends outside of hockey, and kids were happy in school and things like that. And We liked the area. I mean, where I live, I'm very happy and uh it's convenient. It's nice. So yeah, it's been good. That's awesome. So um, Johnny, what an awesome career you had. And uh, it's great to be part of it for like a couple of weeks. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> sure, it, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I certainly watched you and was proud of the job you did. But it's funny, you win that Stanley Cup early, right? And then you think, right, I, I remember getting to the final there, right? And yeah. thank God, like, I didn't ever won one. We got there and we won it. And then you think, okay, we're coming back next year. Man, is it so hard to get there, isn't it? Like people it, don't understand. They don't have a clue how freaking hard it is. Just what Colorado did right now this year. It's incredibly hard. And I mean, with each year you realize it, it gets so much harder. To me, when we would lose out in the playoffs, is the thing that would just depress the hell out of me is that I got to go through all that, all that work, all those games, all those hits, everything, just to get back to this spot. And it's not even where I want to be. This spot where we lost out. And then we still got to go further to get where I want to be. Like, it's kind of like it, it all ends and you got to start all over. And it's just like that depressed the hell out of me every year. Cause like, you know, you work all year and you, you didn't get all, you got like halfway there. And it's like not halfway yeah. there, but you got like close, but not there. It just, it, it was really. It was overwhelming to be like, I got to put in all that time and all that to just get back here. And that's not even where I want to be. I, I didn't, that was a tough feeling. Yeah. Well, Corey Perry, right? What is he last three years? He's in the finals. <laughs> that poor bastard. That's right? tough. <laughs> well, he's won a cup, right? Well, but it was a long time ago is, though, right? Like that yeah. is, but I mean, Knox, he's been that close the last three years. I oh. mean, oof. well, <laughs> did you see t- on Twitter? Yeah, they showed funny. him afterwards. They, they had him, uh, Corey, <laughs> Corey Perry next year, they had him in an abs jersey. I did see that. It was awesome. That That was fun. I saw that. That It was was awesome. Um, The Hyatt gun, if you will. But yeah, you come close like that to three years and you're like, what? Come up empty. But that just shows you how difficult it is. 
to win it, that it trophy. Isn't, and you can never predict either. You, there's no free agent out there that's going to predict uh, we're going to win a cup next year because anything can happen. I mean, obviously, Colorado was a good team from start to finish and all that. But, um, you know, look at Montreal last year in the, you know, in that bubble or whatever. They they get to the finals. Would anybody have thought Montreal gets to the finals last year? No. Oh, Nobody. Whoa, whoa. No one. <laughs> exactly. No one. And And then when they got there, did anybody really think they were going to beat Tampa? I just... You know, no, no, <laughs> but you know, it was an amazing run. No, it's one of those runs, right? You see right. a team get hot, and when you have a that shows you when you have a goaltender that quality, and you get clicking as a group, man, um, it, you can do great things. And what do you think of little mm-hmm. Cole Caulfield here in Montreal? Look at look at what was going on with him with when Duchamp was a coach, right? And then he leaves, right. and Marty comes in, and it, it was like you just sprinkled water on the plant and it just it was crazy what happened right i i mean i think the kid's got a, he's got a scoring ability that a lot, a lot of players don't have and that's something special for sure um but i, I want to see what he can do for 82 games like you know let's not kid ourselves montreal's playing they were they've been out of it since thanksgiving not christmas they were out of it since thanksgiving yeah. i mean a lot of teams weren't really putting their top goalie or top d against him they're kind of just going through the motions so um, I'd like to see, you know, with a little bit more um, on the line, see how things are going to work out for that team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here in the draft moving forward. Listen, John. Max, uh, who would you take with that pick? Um, I think I would take uh, the check. You're gonna? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't take right? You'd go with the check kid. Yeah, I'm hearing some things here, you know, that just – what was right. it? Was it the Olympics that Czech kid dominated? Like he was. Yeah, I, I yeah, guess yeah. he was. He was incredible. Yeah, he was, uh-huh. he was good, and he's playing against men. I mean, yeah, not a bad choice. Listen, here's the deal, Jeff Gordon. When I look at what he did in Boston, you know, he brought Char in, he brought Tuka Raskin. As this is as a stand-in GM, he drafted Marshawn, Phil Kessel. Like he did some incredible things here. Oh, he's and, good. He's good. Yeah, yeah. No, and he's then got he goes, a good eye. Yeah, then he goes to New York and does that. Now, you watch. Here they are with that first pick. And you know this town for pressure. This yeah. guy got some heat on him. And you watch. I I, he, he, I think people are going to be shocked what he does. I mean, and I hope, I hope he can turn this thing around. You figures they got to get a Boston guy to turn the shit around up here. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I know. It does take an American to get things right up there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. That's it. Us Yanks got to stick together. Um so retirement, you you walk away from the game. Um, how was that transition for you, Johnny? Like I, I certainly, you know my history. I had a difficult time, no question. Um, how 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 was it feel? It, it was tough. I mean, um, you know, there was a lot of times you just like, what am I going to do? Like bored and just kind of, I don't know. Just it's a lost feeling sometimes. Um, you know, I, I got to a point that I didn't really even like hockey. Uh, I liked watching my kids play. I wasn't watching much NHL. I didn't really care to. Um, I didn't put the skates on for eight years after I retired. Um, and then we had an outdoor game, alumni outdoor game here in Philly against the Rangers. And uh, they asked me to play. And I was like, yeah, I want to play in the outdoor. I think, you know, playing those stadium things are kind of fun. Yeah. I never got a chance to as a player. So I wanted to see what it felt like to be in the stadium game and, um, so I'm like, you know, I better get my ass in shape and not embarrass myself. So I started skating with some, a group of buddies here and you know what? I'm having fun. I had a lot of fun with the game. The game's so much fun and you know, no pressure, no, like everybody's just going out, having fun, playing, playing for fun. And, uh, I'm really like enjoying your kid it again. Right? It, it, like, it really is. It, it, yeah. We, it we really played a couple, right? It re- really rejuvenated it. And now I'm, you know, back addicted to the game. I'm watching games left and right. And, uh, yeah, I'm back into it a lot. No, that's good. I appreciate Cause I'm transitioning still. Like I, I, I retired in 2018 and I feel like, you know, I'm still figuring things out. You don't know what you're good at, right? You're just kind of like, I don't know what I'm good at. And then I skated once in like a year and it was like the manager from like Chipotle was telling me he's wide open. Right. And I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't fucking deal with this right now. And so, uh, awesome. but now I just got back into the game and like you said, I, I'm loving yeah. it. And I'm kind of, you know, now I'm kind of, I want to ask, like talked about this three ice, you guys looking for guys, a little, you know, guys. We, we are, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, obviously we're, we're set for this year, but you know what? 
Tim, you train a little harder. Get, you know, <laughs> yeah, get in the gym. And get us that number to that Chipotle guy too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, they're planning next year's a go. So, um, you know, I think we're going to get a lot more name players too, like, like yourself, just out of the game. Uh, still love the game and want to play. Um, and it's three on three ice. It's no hitting, no fighting. It's kind of, you know, it's just let the skills oh, that's roll. No fun. No fun. won't be playing. Nox is confused. No he's, he's confused. <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you know we got a couple. Uh, NH- we got quite a few guys with NHL experience this year, and I think part of that was the word wasn't out. But um, all the players I'm talking to now is like they're like I'm getting phone calls left and right from my buddies. Like, how'd you get into this? How can I get into it and all this? Um, so I think EJ Johnson, the the guy that put this together. Uh, he's going to have a, a lot of, you know, going through a lot of names next year when it, when it comes well, to. Well, I saw, it. I, I didn't know about it until I knew you were coming on and it was mentioned. I just, I was all over the website yesterday and I was just like, man, this is awesome. Like it's pretty professionally done. It's like, I saw some of the reserve guys like Chris Bork and Ryan Malone. And, and then I was like watching the video and I was like, you guys, I mean, how's it, how's it been so far? This is the first year. Yeah, it's the first year. We uh, two weeks ago we had our first uh, tournament game, and um, in Vegas, and it, it went terrific. It went really well. Um, we had five thousand fans there. Um, it was the 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 product was awesome. These guys can all skate, and I mean, you know what these young guys can do now? They yeah. all can fly. Yeah. They're skilled. They got all their little tricks in their bag, and and that's what you're seeing out there on that three ice, and and it's been terrific. Um, you know, like I said, the more and more people hear about it, the more and more they they love it. Um, you know, and it's it's just one of those things that once you see it, it's uh, it's going to grab you. And um, we're getting out there. I mean, we're on CBS Sportsnet. Yeah, uh, we're great. on RDS and TSN in Canada, and um, the finals uh, in Vegas in in August are going to be on uh, CBS Sports. So, National Johnny, um, first of all. Uh, we got to lobby for my partner here, Tim, to get out there because that. Well, I mean, we'll perfect. Get him there. He's perfect. Let me <laughs> perfect for this game. We're yes. gonna get him in. This gotta find week. my equipment first. Yeah, well, well, I'll get you. I'll buy you <laughs> some new shit. All right. There's Tim? no test training right. camp testing, is there? Um, <laughs> we'll get the VO going for you, but yeah, uh, yeah, no. And the calipers to yeah. see that. Uh, see if you get any little fat in that belly of yours. Um, <laughs> So, so three ice now, Steve Baker, I know Bakes, I know EJ, I know Craig Patrick, I know the whole crowd, um, geez, um, putting this whole thing together. It sounds so exciting. You know, the overtime format in the NHL is awesome, right? We see that during the regular season, how exciting it is that packed into that five minutes. Now talk about for the people who don't know, I guess the format. So there are what uh, six teams, seven six teams, right? Yep. And and all six teams show up in Vegas on the weekend. No, and not just a, Vegas. We're touring I, town. We're touring Grand yeah. Rapids. I saw. Yeah, exactly. but you go to yeah. different. Yeah, you go yep. to different towns. I get it. But last one was you all go to Vegas that weekend. Is it a yep. round robin? Of- uh, no. What it is is um. So we'll have we it changes up each week. But when we were out there, I played Carbo's team, and yep. uh, we beat Carbo's team, so we move on. And because um, we have six teams and we need four teams to move on, the team with the most goals that lost in the first round, they also move on, but they don't get a point. Okay. Yeah. But they're still alive. Because the, the first weekend we did it, the team that moved on was Joey Mullen's team. They ended up yeah. going through and winning the whole tournament that weekend. Okay. And as you move forward, these players get more cash and more cash for that weekend. Okay. So they're playing for a cash prize plus points. Because only the f- top four teams are going to go to that final tournament in Vegas where there's over a million dollars in prize money for these guys to play for. Oh, um, that's awesome. Each player on the winning team will get well over $100,000. Okay. So, so it's, it's pretty good money for these guys wow. for the summer. really is. That's right? cool. And if you people who don't know about 3Ice, you can go to their website, 3Ice, uh, the best part of hockey, they call it, and certainly – we know what the overtime looks like in the NHL, but to watch this on a weekend, guys out there with their wizardry, the hands. I know yeah. I couldn't play in it. I get it. I get it. We're trying to make it a little better too, Nux. I mean, yeah. you know, like now in overtime, these guys want to slow it down. They give it back to the goalie to change yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, we've put little wrinkles in the game to help like keep it moving and keep it going. Like puck goes in the netting, keep playing. Yeah. 
If it's uh, offsides, leave the puck, give it to them, they go the other way. Um, the biggest rule that I like is that once you go over the blue line, you can't go back over the red line. So you can't go have like pass it back to the goal okay. retreat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah, changes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. slow the game down, keep winding up. Once you get over that blue line, you can come out of the zone, but you can't go over the red line. Once you, got, you do yeah. that, it's turnover. It's like backcourt kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's cool. That's been a good rule to keep it moving. Really has been. Everything's like a said, penalty shot. I like that. It, penalty right. shot, but it it's live. Yeah, yeah. There's back checkers. Yeah, it's right. It's a chase. <laughs> yeah, so it's a jailbreak. So guy goes down. If he doesn't make it, pucks live. Keep going. Here we go and play. Um, we've had some pretty good, exciting plays off that. Um, and like I said, it's two eight minute halves. It it goes quick. It's a lot of ice. I'm telling you right now, Mike uh, Tim, you better be ready. It's a lot of ice. <laughs> These guys are dragging, especially uh, playing. How three many games. guys on a team? Uh, we have six in a goalie. So you got six guys in a goalie. Yeah. Man, yeah. So, just jumping over the boards yeah. one after another. So there's not really a lot of threatening the guys as a coach that I'm going to bench you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's just, a good thing. They're good guys. And uh, like I said, they're highly skilled. Um, you know, it's just it's fun being around them. Really How is. often are you like ro- so like if a team loses, are you like trying to find new players all the time? Like how you rotating through? You know what I mean? Like is a team lose or is this? They're out. You have your team. Like my team okay. stays together gotcha. all all summer long, and gotcha. then we have some uh, we have some reserves that are, are with us that will fill in. Somebody gets hurt, um, you know. There's some guys like I, I know talking to one of the coaches. He's got a guy that's got a wedding next weekend, so he's going to have a guy fill in for him and that kind of thing. Well, I live an hour from Grand Rapids. I'm just saying, if I would have known all this, out, I would have done this. In, yeah, if I would have known all this, I would have done this interview with like a gym in the background or something, just to look, you know, like you should have exactly. <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll send Tim. the word to you. Yeah, you should go check it out, Tim. There, Grand, I'm just going to show up with my equipment and act like no, I was asked I'll just to play. Go check it out. No, check no. it out. Everybody should come son. check it out at I'll Grand Rapids. Not sure. just Tim. Yeah, yeah, everybody. And I think Tim said he's going to sign autographs from anybody that shows up. Right? Done. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Whatever. Bring it. Bring but, a big stack of cards, Tim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then from there, we're going to London, Ontario, Pittsburgh, Quebec City, uh, Nashville, wow. and then back to Vegas. No Montreal. Quebec City. Quebec closest City, the closest. Get. Yep. And, um, geez, I might so. have to take a ride up there and say hello, Johnny. It'll be worth your sure. trip. It will be worth yeah, your yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, um, I wish you all the best with this new endeavor. Have some fun with it. Get you out there. Uh, you're still involved in the game. You're back in the game somewhat. That's cool. Um, and um, just one of the nice guys in the game always, John. I consider you a friend, and uh, you, you've been just uh, been awesome giving us your time here today and i wish you luck in this new endeavor i appreciate nux anytime like i said for a friend like you i'd do anything buddy so awesome I i'm happy to be it. on tim it was good seeing yeah, you. yeah nice hey, to see you honestly if it's something you're interested in i'm gonna go guy. for a run i'm gonna go for a run right now and, and make uh, the decision before you go not before <laughs> not after 